That's what it takes sometimes as a business owner. You have to have people fall in love with your brand. You associate your brands with other bigger brands until you become the big brand. Teamwork. This whole entire season, we've been talking about collaborative efforts. I'm giving you all the, the, the blueprint right here. This is exactly how you do it. Look at all these big people that have all these extra amounts of millions. They all know how to collaborate. They're not scared. They just make sure that the ball is in their court. That's the whole game. I just gave you the whole game right there. Don't ever say I didn't do any favors for you. Welcome back to the Beauty Boss Millionaire Podcast with daily on-the-go episodes packed with testimonies and business tips to help you create financial freedom through entrepreneurship. Hosted by the owner of Fracassi Lashes and the Blow Dry Lounge, the Beauty Boss Millionaire herself, Felicia Fracassi. Welcome back to Beauty Boss Millionaire. I'm your host, Felicia Fracassi. And the objective of today's episode is really just to talk about the time that I collaborated with a business that was similar to mine. My producer actually asked me to go back and explain this in detail. And I love Jazzy. Shout out to Jazzy, by the way, as my producer, because, you know, she sees it from you all's point of view. You know, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I just collaborated. I said it real quick in an earlier episode. And she's like, let's hear more about that. So I'm going to break it down. So Back when I was living in New York City, you know, I was in Harlem and this company found out about me. Uh, it's a very big company. It's called Kiss. Kiss Lashes. Most of y'all have them and they're in Walmart. They're in CVS. They're in like Dwayne Reed's down there. They're in everything. They're in Publix. If you're listening from Florida, they're in Wegmans. They're in every single store that you can imagine. This is a company that originated, I believe, in China or Indonesia. Their, their base is actually in Long Island. And what they did is they reached out. They said, look, we love what you're doing. Would you be willing to come and review our products? I'm like, sure. Yeah, no problem. You know, this is what I do. They, they were very smart to reach out to me because this is what I do every day. I look at the lashes. I feel them. I look at the product. So I go out there to Long Island. Actually, I think they paid for my car. So I go out there. This is before. It may have been around the time Uber started. I think they paid for me Uber. So I get to their headquarters. I get escorted up, you know, it's a bunch of Asian people, God bless them, very professional, very organized, by the way, organized company. And I get there and I, I'm in this boardroom, and everyone's staring at me and they're just asking me questions about the glue. They're asking me questions about this and that. And it's like a little like mini focus group with me giving my input. And so I'm literally going through the detail, explaining this, explaining that, I said, I look, I don't like this product because this is what happens when I use it. Can you do it like this? And then they're like, oh, that's a good idea. Like little simple things that I think is, was a better idea. Then I would say, look, this lash, I like it, but I think y'all need to focus on a not free lash because the customers say that it scrapes their lashes. This, the stuff that I'm telling y'all is so crazy because after I left that focus group, they did every single thing that I suggested and I could not believe it because within like, I want to say six months later, all the material was different in all the stores. So even though they wanted me out for their event, I remember following, I, I remember this very clearly. There was a lady who was some kind of way she was in charge of the focus group and she was an American woman. And she basically was trying to almost when after I was done with the focus group, um, she basically tried to escort me out the room. And in my head, you know, I'm I'm like a boss woman. Like you cannot just escort me out the room. I'm saying the last word. I'm I'm taking over the scene. So I was like, I understand that um, you know, you want me to leave, but I have some more questions. And so, you know, you sometimes you have to be assertive in business and aggressive. And I know it sounds horrible to say that because we're always taught it's bad to be aggressive, is you should just stay in your lane, know your place. You don't really know, but I already knew what this lady was up to. She just wanted to just shut it because I had given him so much valuable information. They're all looking at me like I was a genius. And 
I knew I wanted to do more with them. And she'd kind of try to walk me out the room and I was being resistant because I knew I wanted to more to say. And I knew this could be something else because when I seen the reaction of the information that I carried, I was almost like she was trying to limit my input, almost like it would jeopardize her job. It was very weird. And some kind of way, I still got the information that I needed. I, I wanted the person in charge of that room's information. I wanted their business card specifically because when I do business with someone, I typically do business for a long time, especially if I knew that it's a mutual thing. She, I ended up getting the card anyways. I followed up with an email about a week later and I went directly to the person because I hate middlemans. I just hate it. And in business, you understand middlemans can be annoying because they want to get their cut. And I'll be respectful. I'll give you your cut. But I also need to speak directly to the CEO. I'm a CEO. I'm speaking to the CEO. Shortly after that, they said, look, we're so glad you reached out. We loved your information. Are you able to come back? Boom. No problem. Came back, gave some more input, helped them out. Then I said, I have a favor from you. If I come back, I want you guys to sponsor an event that I'm doing and I want to do a collaboration with you all. And everybody was so shocked. Like, why would you do that? You know, your brand is so similar to their brand. But I knew at the time that their brand was more recognized nationally. But I didn't care about that. I know what I can do with this. I knew in my mind what I could do with this collaboration. So we did. They ended up sponsoring us. They gave us like a very large check and they sent us all these lashes from their brand. They sent us everything. Free product. We were so happy. I mean, it literally was enough to last our business, our company, about, I want to say six months to a year of all of their products. All their, you know, When you have a business, you don't really, and it's very large, you don't care about giving away a few little things. They're happy that we're using their brand so they can keep their brand recognized because they knew our store was a very big hit in New York City. They seen all of our reviews. They knew. So they ended up sponsoring an event and they came out. They took pictures. They had people. I had it all set up nicely. I had their brand and my brand together saying we use for their brand lashes, which is so cool because at the time I didn't have my own brand of lashes. It was fine. I didn't mind. And even if I did have my own brand, that's still okay because we all win. I, honestly, there's not enough eyeballs in this world to just use one brand of lashes. And I want you to remember that. There's so much money to be made. And it's a very mature statement. It takes a lot of us years to realize that you're not going to be the only person doing what you're doing. That doesn't mean to give up. Don't get discouraged when it goes slow for a little bit. Don't get down when things don't work out right away because sometimes they just take time. They, people want to build up that faith in you. They want to see you being consistent. You start popping more. The more you start popping and doing these collaborations and doing these things, people will begin to respect your brand. People are going to respect you. You don't. They don't really know you like that. People are less trusting nowadays. They want to see you for a little bit before they want to fall in love with you. They don't. They don't want to get emotionally invested, as my my little cousin calls it. He's like, I don't want to get emotionally invested in that girl yet. And I thought that was so cute. He's like fourteen. What does he know about love? You know how it is when you get involved. I'm the same way. Once I get involved with someone and I become their friend and I really start to know their family, I fall in love with them and I just want to support them all the time. And that's what it takes sometimes as a business owner. You have to have people fall in love with your brand. You associate your brands with other bigger brands until you become the big brand. That's the whole game. I just gave you the whole game right there. Don't ever say I didn't do any favors for you. Because I'm telling you right now, that's the trick to being successful. Nike does it all the time. Anytime a big celebrity starts to pop and bubble, you know, they start to get real big. Like I remember Cardi B back in the day when she was on Love and Hip Hop, she really wasn't getting all these sponsors like she was now. Now all of a sudden she got Coca-Cola or I think it was Pepsi. Don't, don't mark my words, but it was one of the sodas. I think I want to say it was Pepsi. Then after that, Fashion Nova came after her. After that, like all these different brands started coming after her. So just remember, anytime you start to blow up, 
you need to pair with another business or anytime you want to blow up pair with another business this may be already bubbling come in as the humble one as a support to their brand but also pair your brand with it anytime there is a new celebrity that the whole entire world is looking at brands immediately run to them because they know that they want some shine off that person i was just looking at the fight with floyd mayweather you know he comes i love floyd by the way i just love him as a businessman i don't really know him personally but as a businessman, I respect him because before even leading up to that fight, he made $30 million with uh, Logan Paul. And if you look at the whole thing, how it was set up, he had Fashion Nova on his boxers, his custom-made outfit boxers. Well, not in the ring, but the outfit as he's walking out with Moneybag Yo singing behind him. <laughs> I got time today. Um, then you seen on his mask, he had BET Online, I believe it was. Then on the hat, he had... Of course, OnlyFans, y'all. And he kept on looking down as he was walking for that OnlyFans shot because he knew that at that moment, there's over X amount of million people watching him and the OnlyFans had to pay a lot of money for that hat that he wore. He made sure he wore that OnlyFans and he stuck to his agreement and he made sure the whole time he was looking down so everybody could see that OnlyFans hat. He wasn't looking up smiling. He looked down at the floor intentionally for about five seconds straight. I watched it. I played it four times just so he can put the advertising on OnlyFans so they can feel like they got their money's worth of advertising. And the BET Online mask, you had to see that because that was his face coming out. And obviously the Fashion Nova. I don't know if there was another label on his his left leg but i definitely seen the fashion nova and i was surprised so all right there that's called collaboration honey his purse was fat by the end of that fight that's just with the sponsors then you know i can go down and break this whole business deal down in details about he got 50 percent of the sales and you know jay uh logan paul got uh they said 10 percent of the sales we there's no defined number but the point is that he walked out of that place anywhere from 50 to 100 million dollars richer that's how you collaborate remember that if that was you you would do the same thing he didn't just become like these other boxers that just go in the ring and fight. He has it all planned out. He has a whole team, teamwork. We've been talking about this this whole entire uh, series, this whole entire season. We've been talking about collaborative efforts. I'm giving you all the, the, the blueprint right here. This is exactly how you do it. Look at all these big people that have all these extra amounts of millions. They all know how to collaborate. They're not scared. They know how to teamwork. They just make sure that the ball is in their court. And as you begin to get more power, more power, the ball becomes more in your court to be able to have people work with you. Collaborated with so many smaller designers and, it, and it, they get the bubble too because they get some shine off my brand and I get some shine off their brand. And together we all become business partners on the low. It's so crazy. You have to remember that collaboration, teamwork, and being able to have this level of trust is only going to help your business become more powerful. It's like building this giant snowball that has all this momentum. Teamwork slaps on another big part of it. Then, you know, you got the collaboration. Then you got the trust built in that your brand's going. You got the brands working with you. You got the people hearing about you. Other people that they're bringing from their fan base. Next, you know, you end up with this giant snowball of money because that's what it comes down to. It's more money on the table. And I've enjoyed it so many times making money just chilling. You know, people know my brand, you know, just from that. And, you know, people know my brand from the things that I've done. You know, I go to places... I don't think anyone knows me and they know me. It's to the point now Ralph came became darn near famous off of my brands and my companies. Am I at a level of Beyonce? Heck no. But people know me for my brand. People that I don't think know me, know me. It's strange. I was in the OBGYN office the other day. They're like, hey, Fricassi. I'm like, oh, Lord, this is not the place to be knowing me. But I respect the fact that they know me. You know, it is what it is. When your brand gets to that level where people respect and know you and they love you and they love what you're doing, you're going to have a customer for life. 
You really are. So just remember that. Collaborate. Don't be afraid to trust. Don't be afraid to make something out of nothing. Don't be afraid to send that email and reach out to other people and try to create a little event. Hey, if it doesn't work the first time, learn what your lessons are from it and keep. don't give up. Keep on doing it until it starts to be something. Because that's how it all works. It starts with a little bit, then you get a little bigger and a little bigger. And next thing you know, you're a multimillionaire. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for the Beauty Boss Millionaire podcast. And don't forget to follow the Beauty Boss Millionaire, Felicia Fricasi, on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Beauty Boss Millionaire. For exclusive content on how to make millions in your business, go to beautybossmillionaire.com and click on Become a Patron to gain access to patron-only episodes, Beauty Boss Millionaire t-shirts, and a private Facebook group with live streams with me, Felicia Fricasi. Do you have unwanted facial hair or underarm hair? Don't wax, don't tweeze. Stop in for Kasi Lashes and ask for laser hair removal. Six sessions for only $200 for the lip or chin. Bikini and underarm only $300. For Kasi Lashes in the gray small, 225 Lash. All technicians are laser certified and overseen by Dr. Gary's.